You are listening to episode 877. Welcome. I'm honored that you are here spending part of your day to enhance your meditation ritual. I'm Mary Meckley, and I'm a meditation guide who shares a different meditation technique in every single episode. And today we launch into a brand new theme. So our theme this week is all about managing procrastination, overcoming the fear and self-sabotage you can experience that can lead to procrastination. And something I've been wanting to share with you for a while is letting you hear from other listeners of the meditations, people who listen to the meditations just like you do, who apply the meditation techniques to their own life and get great results. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while and I was excited when I received a Facebook message from a listener who told me that she used in particular affirmations to help her accomplish a recent goal. And when I heard what she had accomplished, I was in complete awe of her talents. And so I decided to interview her. She agreed to be interviewed and I'll be sharing that interview with you in today's episode. So I interviewed Monica West. Now Monica is an actress and a producer who was wondering whether or not she should have children. She was married and really enjoying her career, fully engaged with it, and wondered if she should have children. And I know this is an important question that many people may have. And so she decided to put pen to paper, as she puts it, and she created a mini-series. And she had self-doubt along the way, wondering if it was good enough, wondering if she should do this or if she could do this. And not only did she write it, but she decided to produce this miniseries herself. And on top of that, she decided to act in it. And so if you are wondering about whether or not you should have children, or even if you have children or don't plan on having children, you will love her hilarious miniseries. And I encourage you to head over to Vimeo to see it. And when you go over there to see it, I'll leave all the links in the show notes for this meditation series. It's over at sipandom.com. Just go to sipandom.com and look in the podcast tab and you'll see the procrastination meditation series because our entire week is going to be about managing procrastination, overcoming the fear, the self-doubt, the self-sabotage 
that can lead to this procrastination. So I think you're going to enjoy the interview with Monica West. Again, make sure you go over and watch her hysterical miniseries. It is called The Best Thing You'll Ever Do. And when you go over there, make sure you heart it. Give it a heart. On Vimeo, you can click on the hearts for the videos and let Monica know you are a meditator and you're going to hear her very favorite meditation technique in this episode, as well as a lot about how she broke down this huge project and was able to accomplish it and what she did to overcome the fear and self-doubt along the way. I think you're going to love this interview. You're going to love Monica. She's absolutely adorable as well as amazing. And don't forget throughout this entire week, seven part series, you'll be exploring meditation techniques customized especially for you, influenced by Monica, to help you overcome procrastination. So without further ado, enjoy Monica West's interview. We have with us someone who listens to the Daily Meditation Podcast, and her name is Monica West. She's the creator, the writer, and star of the award-winning new web series, Best Thing You'll Ever Do. Monica's acting work can be seen in international indie action movie, Blood Sand, and Gold. Gold is coming up. It's going to be a 2017 release. And the horror show, or rather the horror short, Consume, and that's coming up this fall on AMC's Shutter TV. She's also appeared on Chicago Fire, Underemployed, and Law and & Order, as well as on stage at Roundabout Theater Company, Barrow Street Theater, and Cherry Lane Theater in New York, and Looking Glass Theater Company in Chicago. Monica is a member of Bay Area Women in Film and a team member of the production company Top Salt in New York City. So this is someone who has done quite a few things. And she, <laughs> how she reached, let me just tell you right away, how, she, how I found out about Monica is because she sent me a Facebook message. And she just said, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for the meditations. Some of the techniques that you've shared have really helped me. And I was able to push past perfection and just get things done. She was talking about how I, as you know, if you've listened for a while, do things rather imperfectly. And so she said that that really helped her. So I want to let you get to know Monica in this episode. So, Monica, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thanks for introducing me. That was, <laughs> that was something. <laughs> well, it's really impressive. And I know you were really hesitant to share your biography. And I was saying, no, no, you know, everybody wants to hear about you. It's, it's really, you're very humble, but it's, it's impressive what you've done. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe some things about where you're from, uh, what you currently do, and okay. uh, just some details about yourself. Okay. Well, Mary, like you, my family moved around a lot when I was a kid. Um, we, I was born in upstate New York, and then we moved to the Midwest and back again. 
Um, and then when I was 21, I moved to New York City to pursue my dreams as an actress. And uh, I worked there and across the United States and also in Toronto um, in Dirty Dancing, <laughs> which some people <laughs> enjoy, um, for up in Toronto and then back to New York. So in total, I lived in New York for about 15 years. And then one night I just had a really tough night where I had worked, I had waited tables during the day and then I had done music for a party at night and then I got locked out of my apartment in Brooklyn and the locksmith was going to cost as much money as it would have cost to, um, to get back in the apartment. Um, so it was just like a really hard night. And then the next day I decided, you know what, I'm going to, um, I'm going to move to Chicago to be near my sister because my sister still lived there and so I moved there got this great apartment and then um not like a month later the landlord was like oh I'm so sorry uh we sold the apartment you have to move out and I was like I can't believe this I like <laughs> I came to start a home here and then um and then some amazing things happened uh I found out I was going to do this interna international indie action film where we got to shoot in five different countries for two months. So I put all my things in storage and then I, right before we went to start filming in Mexico, I went to a wedding um, where I met my husband. And so I didn't end up staying in Chicago. My husband's work is based in San Francisco. And so we moved out here. And this is a long way of telling you that it, was, it wasn't until I moved out here and starting, started writing this series, Best Thing You'll Ever Do, about the decision of whether to have kids or not. I really feel like I landed and I found myself. I started meditating. I started listening specifically to a daily meditation podcast. And... Um, and all through the writing process, I would listen to your affirmations, and they really inspired me to move forward. For instance, um, my favorite one is fear, anxiety, anger, self-doubt. I release you, and I open myself up to opportunities all around me. I used that one. I would lay on the floor, just as you said. <laughs> I would lay on the floor in my office, and then I would get back up and write again. Um, Wow. And some other really important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I I'm humbled. I'm really humbled that uh you know you use these meditation techniques to create this amazing work that you've done. So that you are a fairly new meditator and so when you got to the point where you were meditating what was your biggest challenge? Hmm. Um, I think my biggest challenge was and continues to be that when, um, you know, when you're, you're working towards something really intensely and then you need to slow your mind down, like exactly one of the reasons that you would do meditation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have even a hard time, like I'll, I'm a morning person. So I'll wake up really early and all these things are flying through my head about what I need to do and uh, to move the series forward or to move my project forward. And um, so sometimes I find it hard to settle down right away and meditate. Um, but one thing I've been doing recently to get over that is that I know all these thoughts are going to come. So I get up and I write them down first 
So then I can focus on meditating and then I'm not thinking like, oh, I got to email that person or um, I have to change the cover picture on that on that particular episode. I didn't like the resolution of it, you know, just all that stuff that's flying through my mind. Um, I write it down and then I meditate. So you do like a brain dump. That's an excellent tip for people to to do just a brain dump so that you, you don't have to think about it while you're meditating because you know that you can get back to it. You can kind of pick up where you left off. You just look where you uh, wrote it down to get yourself back mm-hmm. on track. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's excellent. Um, what is your favorite meditation technique? The affirmations, those are my favorite. Um, the, the one, you know, that I told you about is one that I've used the most, but also one that has been really um, important to me as I've launched the series into the world and I start to talk to people and email people about it is everything I need is within me. And I just, I think about that and I say like, I know this series, I wrote it so I can tell people about it. Like I, I can do it. And I, and there's no need to be like nervous about it. You just, you just do it. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Well, now, so this is really, your work has really launched you out to meeting all kinds of people. You've had a lot of international success. I want to ask you, though, I want to talk a little bit about your meditation ritual, because I know listeners who are showing up meditating, they'll want to know some some challenges you've had, a little bit about your ritual, but then I'm really excited to hear what you are doing because this is so inspirational. (laughs) That's going to be the most fun part. Well, I have to ask you because I do hear from people who tell me their most bizarre or funny or strange meditation (laughs) experience you've ever had or maybe the strangest place you've ever meditated. Do you have one of those? Well, I know the first time I ever listened to your podcast, I was in an audition room, uh, getting ready to go audition for pilot season. And those rooms are so chaotic because everyone's energy is really frenetic in there. And even if people are being quiet, which they're usually not, it's like people seeing each other like, Oh my gosh, it's so nice to see you. And, um, and I would always have a hard time in those rooms. Like, blocking out that energy um, so that I could do the work that I had come to prepare to do, like the focus that it takes to, you know, memorize 10 pages of lines and then go in and do it flawlessly um, is pretty intense. And so that's how I found your podcast. And that was probably like the craziest place I've ever listened to it because there was just so much going on (laughs) in that room. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of like I meditate in airports and, you know, it's also a frenzied atmosphere, but I sometimes have some really good there's so much going on that sometimes I think it's easier in a way to just zone into what you're doing because if there's like just one thing, that can be a little bit more distracting than if there's a lot of other things going on. So, well, so, you know, I want to ask you because you just gave such a wealth of information, your story about how you met your husband, how you moved around, how, you, you know, your apartment, all these mm-hmm. things that happened. There was this synchronicity, it seemed, to bring you to the place where you are, where you're launching your series, or you've actually already launched it. And mm-hmm. what, um, what made you become an actress, or what inspires you to become an actress? Um, you know, my mom and dad both 
worked in fields that they um that they felt that they should like my mom when she was uh, going to school thought that you could only be a nurse a teacher or a secretary so she decided to be a nurse and my dad um went into business but luckily he loved business and and that really suited him but nursing didn't suit my mom and so they both believe that you should do what you love and they encouraged me to do that and by the way my mom is um, like your mom is a painter and um she works out of anderson south carolina now and her paintings are just unbelievable i have two hanging in my dining room now and it makes me so proud to see them um whenever i come into my house <laughs> so anyway that's the, you know they encouraged me and then my professors encouraged me in college to move to new york and then you know, and then I, I started working, but it really wasn't until I started writing and creating um, my own work that I felt really satisfied. And so um, that's been, it's been really wonderful to make this series. Uh, I, you've had so many unique experiences with acting. And do you feel like the fact that you kind of moved around a lot and had to get used to new situations and forge relationships immediately when you landed in a new place. Do you feel like that helped you as an actress now? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, in in some places it was great and then like other places I didn't have friends for a little while. And so you re it really made me close to my family and it also made me um, you know, because it always got better. It wasn't like I moved somewhere and then it was terrible. It gave me the courage to say like, okay, I'm going to move to New York City and be an actress or I'm going to um, move to San Francisco with my husband where I don't know anyone artistically and, and start making, um, you know, start being creative here. So I, I think it definitely helped me. Uh, yeah, I'm always curious how people take maybe some challenges and make something of it, make it something that's beneficial that can even mm -hmm. highlight the rest of their life, some difficulty that mm -hmm. they overcame. So I know it is hard to move around and, and start over new in different places. And like you said, you don't always click in places. And you had asked me before yeah. we started um, the interview you know, what, how did I get started doing a podcast? And, um, you know, really it was because I have moved and lived a lot of places and some people, you have to tell me what you think. So some people will say, when you move somewhere, it's, it, you know, you make your own experience. And if you're unhappy in one place, if you move somewhere else, you're just going to be unhappy there. And mm -hmm. for me, I found that to be the total opposite. I found that, Every place you move, especially if you move to vastly different cultures or different countries, then it's very different. You know, you may shine in New York City, whereas somebody else may feel incredibly intimidated. And for me, I felt really at home in Asia. 
And but even mm-hmm. coming back where I currently live in Florida, um, you know, there are not a lot of people who really are into meditation where I live, the section of Florida where I live. And mm-hmm. they even think it's bizarre or strange. And that's what led me to start a podcast and share that way because my local community wasn't, it wasn't really going to happen there. <laughs> and so right. I decided, you know, to do the podcast. So it's neat. It sounds like that's what you did as well. You took, you made the best of it where, wherever you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely, you know, like you being in Japan and really flourishing there, their culture while being like a, Japan and America are, are great friends. My husband actually works in Tokyo. Like he goes there once a month. Um, so I've been able to go there and, and you can feel the kinship between Americans and, and Japanese. And yet their culture is so much more, I find when I'm there, calm and, um, and focused on like a, like a long kind of picture. And in the United States, we're very, you know, immediate focused. I think, I think we can be that way. So I can totally understand how it could feel like, flourishing one place and like a drought in another place. Uh, My experience is that like, is New York was tough for me. And I'll, although I stuck it out for like 15 years, I just never really, I don't know if I ever really gelled there. Like you have to be so, um, uh, like bright and outspoken there. And I think that my, what I prefer is more subtlety in work. And so it's better for me. It was better for me when I moved to Chicago or now that I'm in San Francisco, it's just like a little bit more um, calm environment. Yeah, no, that's neat. There are so many subcultures within our culture that it's neat because you can find a place where you you can really flourish, like you said. So if you're not mm-hmm. happy where you currently are, if you move, <laughs> might be happier. <laughs> so, it's true. I know. Well, okay. Now, to me, this is the best part of the interview here. So I wanted to <laughs> to reach out to you. So we already know, but what? Could you tell us a little bit about your major project that you just completed? And please share your success because you've had amazing success. Okay. Well, um, right after I got engaged, I was 34 or 35 when I got engaged. And um, I was just so shocked that immediately people started being like, when are you going to have babies? Are you going to freeze your eggs? Are you going to adopt kids? Like, are you going to not have kids? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I just, I just met my husband. Like, I really have to start thinking about this right now. And then, you know, I started thinking about it a lot to have kids or not, because I'm in my mid thirties. And like, that's, you know, time to start thinking about that stuff to be realistic about it for me anyway. Um, and I thought about it so much that I was like, you know what, there has to be other people thinking about this too. So I wrote a series called best thing you'll ever do. And that refers to when people say like, have a baby, it's the best thing you'll ever do. And it's about an entrepreneur, a late blooming entrepreneur in Silicon Valley who starts a company to disrupt the, um, like big box stores, linen companies. And like, she's going to get the sheets directly from Italy and sell them right to her, to her customers. And so 
just as that starts to take off, her fiance lets her know like, hey, I can't wait to have kids with you. And the baby question lands on her like a load of bricks. And then, and then her best friend tells her, you know, like focus on your business, but you know, I got to tell you having a baby is the best thing you'll ever do. And then she gets some other surprising advice from a grandmother who says that she regrets having kids. And so what I wanted to do with this series is just, just talk in an, in an open, honest, and, and like, and I want to say like a way that people can gently hear that some mothers regret having kids or perhaps all mothers do at times, you know, and that's okay. You know, like we love our kids and also, you know, maybe you're frustrated that you didn't get to pursue a dream that, that you went after and like, and that's okay to say that. And then, um, and then also I just wanted to show a woman, um, May's best friend, May is the main character. May's best friend in the series, Senna, is a mother and also like a really successful businesswoman. And as the series develops, we'll see what her life is like and, you know, what it's like to have to find a place to breast pump at work when <laughs> it's an office that's run, you know, by a lot of men or perhaps just there are women there, but ha- there aren't places to go breastfeed and things like that. Just things that happen to women that I, I don't think that we're seeing on screen. That's what I wanted to bring to light. It's amazing what you did. And it's so funny too. You, um, you did a great job and it's neat that you are in the movie or rather in the series Mm -hmm. as well as you produced it. So that, Mm -hmm. what was that like? Wow. You know, that was really interesting. There were times on set, where I was really wishing that I was either just the writer or the actress or the producer. Um, But luckily I had an amazing team. Um, My producing partner, Catherine Fordham, who started Top Salt Production Company in New York, she was the person who encouraged me to write this. I was gonna hire a writer to make the series and she encouraged me to do it. So I'm very thankful for her for that. And then, you know, on set when it would get hectic, like I just knew that she and I had a connection and that we we would problem solve in the moment and, and move forward. So her partnership was really um, essential to me being able to do all of those roles, producing, writing, and acting. So that's really impressive and I I think that you had to have amazing focus in order to do that how did you focus how did you how did you make sure that you were still getting things done to where you weren't feeling overwhelmed I know you had the support but Mm -hmm. what did you do personally to be able to push through the overwhelm or or the frustration or maybe the fear Yeah, well, so I definitely did get overwhelmed, especially when we were filming um, out here in San Francisco. It was a four-day shoot. We were flying in actors from New York and L.A. Um, One of our actresses was pregnant, and uh, so that was a crazy and beautiful thing, but we were filming on on the Pacific Ocean, on this beautiful bluff on the Pacific Ocean, and so I was, you know, concerned for her because we weren't going to be near bathrooms and and, you know, we were making changes in the script in the last minute. So to answer your question, I really went back to, um, you know, something that my husband said to me and, and then something that I learned from daily meditation podcasts. And that is just like done is better than perfect. You just keep 
going. And um, so I just knew that it wasn't going to be perhaps as perfect as I wanted it to be, but like, I don't even actually know what that means. I just know that I'll work at something until, uh, you know, <laughs> to the, to the end of the world to make sure it's to the level I want it to be at. But sometimes in the moment when you are um, organizing, you know, actors and a crew and um, in the environment, like there was like a crazy wind advisory when we were shooting on this <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> but it's just like you just have to move forward and you have to say it's gonna be okay. And and you know, also Catherine, her family um practices Buddhism and so she is uh, a meditator as well. So we would both meditate in the morning and then um and then get ready to do our day. Oh, that is really great. So is that do you have a certain way that you start your day? Or is it just kind of random? Um, you know what, I would like it to be more normal, but you know, I'm still trying to navigate this because like my husband and I just got married like a year, almost like a year and a half ago. And our mornings are precious because that's a great time that we get to see each other. But it's also the time that I have the most energy and most focus and also when I would like to meditate. So some days I get up, I do my brain dump right write that down, um, all the things I want to do. And then I go right up and meditate. But then other days I end up waiting until he goes to work or it just happens much later in the day that I do my meditation. But that's something that I'm working towards is, um, setting a good time to do it every day. Yeah, I know that is really the challenge and people, I, I would say the two biggest challenges that I hear from people is finding the time to do it and also doing it consistently. So yeah. is, there, is there something that you did consistently, you know, whether it was meditation or not, that really made the difference for you? Because to do a project like you did takes all of you <laughs> emotionally, yeah. physically, you know, you're, you're using all of your, capabilities and so is there something that you did if you think back that that was kind of a common thread that you you just kind of made sure that this happened or that you focused on to help get you through it um well I would go for a walk sometimes with my dogs or sometimes by myself and that helped and um and I, I think about like when you say in the meditations to keep your, it, this is when you're meditating at home and not walking, but to keep your gaze up, even though your eyes are closed because it can inspire you. And so when I started walking around, I would look at the trees and I would, this is going to sound silly, but it's the <laughs> truth. But I would look at the trees and I'd be like, that tree started as like a tiny little wisp of green. And now it's this huge tree with a strong trunk. And I said, like, if that, tree could make it from a seedling like I can do it and I just I just kept going <laughs> that is so amazing you know I love hearing how you used I think that what I've noticed people that I work with or I get to know that the point where people get stuck is when they rely on something outside of themselves and this is for sure mm. true for me and what you did it seemed like you you went outside, you, you had friends, you had Catherine's support, but you had this inner core 
that made, allowed you to take what you were experiencing on your walk or whatever it may be to empower yourself. So you use these things like tools to empower yourself, but you didn't wait for somebody else to empower you. That's right. That is a big lesson that I learned from this. Because remember I said I wanted to hire a writer to, to do this. Well, I had someone who was interested in it, but then her, her play got picked up in New York and she got really busy. And that's when Catherine encouraged me to do it myself. And I just said, you know what? Like, I, I don't need to keep waiting or relying upon other people. Like, I can do it. And, you know, there's times when you're like, I can't do this. I suck. And then you just, I don't know, I, I would just. I would just tell myself to keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really inspirational. Um, well, I'm going to ask you what your biggest piece of advice would be for people who have this burning passion or burning desire that they haven't pursued. And what would you tell them to do? I would tell them, you know, if you're the kind of person who can, who can just dive into something, just do it, dive in. And the more you do it, the more you'll be inspired to, to move forward. And then, but if you're the kind of person who has to take small steps, like my mom always says this, like, you know, if you're having a day where you don't feel like painting, just go upstairs and just touch your paintbrushes. And you know, sometimes that's all you do, but other times you touch your paintbrush and then you want, and then you end up painting something beautiful. So don't, I would say like, um, maximize on, on small steps and, and trust that they'll lead you to larger ones. And, oh, I know the other thing. Sometimes I can get, I can get like bogged down by the big picture of something, but if you just, if you just stay with what you need to do that day and accomplish that thing, you'll, you just keep moving forward and you get there. That's a huge, that's a big lesson. I've, I'm learning myself right now as well is kind of chunking it down and just focusing on that one thing, getting it done. And, and then it all does add up, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, great. I um, wanted to know also, because people are always curious, there's so many productivity tools or techniques, or it doesn't even have to be about productivity. What is something that, that um, you would recommend to other people to, that makes your life easier? If there's anything tech-wise or just a, a ritual that you do, what... Um, what can you recommend to others? Um, you know, this, this time um, for outreach, for, you know, like after you do a project or when you're in a play or something like that, you need to reach out to all your peeps and let them know what you're doing. I've kept a really great Excel list like called the best thing you'll ever do mailing list that has a tab for press in it, um, a sep like industry contacts, other web festival creators, and then just a mailing list of all the people who are, have been interested in my work in the past. And that is the first time I've ever really taken the time to do that, you know, make one document with the different tabs in it. And it's kept me really organized. Like right now I'm looking at, at these contacts and I, and I have a column on here that says I emailed them on 1021. I emailed this person on 1024. Um, and it just helps, you know, like, okay, I reached out to them at this point, And then, you know, perhaps 
X amount of time during down, down the line, you, you know when's the last time you spoke with them. Okay, that's a great idea. So it, it kind of shows that you're making progress, but keeping you organized. And then it's all your goals, but the things you want to do are staring you right in the face, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. great, you really have some good suggestions for productivity. I love the brain dump and just getting it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then this, this tool to create, a, is it like a spreadsheet? Yeah, it's nothing fancy. It's just like Excel. I just never used it before because I didn't like the program. It confused me. I was like, I don't know what these um, formulas are in here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really just simplified it for myself. I learned how to make some extra tabs inside my one document, and um, it's working for me right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to end just by saying thank you so much for being with us. But um, I know that the listeners will really want to see what you've done, what you've created, and to connect with you. And, and they wanna, they'll definitely want to see the best thing you'll ever do. And so they can find that on, the, on vimeo.com forward slash channels forward slash best thing series. And I'm going to mm-hmm. link to all of this in the show notes. So you can just go over to sipandom.com. It's S-I-P-A-N-D-O-M.com. And uh, if you go to this um, meditation for, for procrastination meditation series, you will see everything about Monica, what she's done, um, links to everything. But you can easily remember this if you just remember the best thing you'll ever do. Now, do you want to tell them a little bit about the contest? Oh, yeah. So um, one of the main, so we released exclusively on Vimeo and what we're working towards right now is becoming a staff pick. And when you become a staff pick, that can really open doors for uh, developing the series even more into a television show. And that is my goal. So if you're interested in the series, I would love it if you would go to watch our Vimeo movies. There's four episodes. And uh, episode three features Michelle Ang, who uh, won an Emmy nomination for her work on Fear the Walking Dead this year. And then episode four features Myra Lucretia Taylor, who's on Atlanta and Girls. Um, All four episodes, if you would go in there and like them and comment on them and show Vimeo uh, that people are really interested in the series, I would be so thankful. And, um, And also, I just want you to see the series. I hope that you really enjoy it. It came from the heart, and um, I hope it touches yours. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. So you definitely have to go check this out. Here is somebody who is a meditator, just like you, who is doing some really fun things. And again, if you go to, if you just remember the best thing you'll ever do, just Google that and you'll, that, that'll pull it up. But if you want to help her in the contest to turn this into a television series, then go to vimeo.com forward slash channels, forward slash best thing series. So vimeo.com forward slash channels, forward slash best thing series. And leave a comment. 
let her know that you heard her on this interview and what you think of her work, which she did using meditation techniques and all these amazing self-empowering productivity techniques that you could do in your own life as well. Well, Monica, it was so much fun interviewing you, and I can't wait to see what you do next. I mean, definitely going to keep our eyes out for you more and more. And so, um, thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Mary. It was a real honor. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed your interview with Monica West, and I also encourage you to head over to take a look at the hilarious miniseries that she has created and it is the best thing you'll ever do that is the name of the four-part miniseries monica created and each series lasts about anywhere from five to i believe nine minutes long and you're wanting more i wanted more after I saw each series. So I can't wait to see what Monica produces and acts in next. So again, go to Vimeo, the best thing you'll ever do, Monica West, and you will see her videos there. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And remember, you are so worth slowing down for.